This morning, my message is walking in sync with the Spirit of God. I spoke the last couple weeks about the fruit of the Spirit, and right along that same place in Galatians chapter 5, we see uh, Paul talking to the, the church at Galatians. He's telling them about walking in in the Spirit. But I'd like to, before I go there, I'd like you this morning, if you would, turn with me to 2 Corinthians one twenty-two. Now, I, I don't want my me having this up on the board to be a crutch to you. I still want you to bring in your Bibles. If you, if you need one, there is one in the pew. You can grab one of those too. But I don't want to, you just to take my word for it. First, 2 Corinthians one uh, twenty-two. It says, he, he has set his seal of ownership upon us, and he has put his spirit in our heart as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. The New American Standard Bible says, he has sealed us and gave us his spirit in our hearts as a pledge. I want you to understand this morning, when he was talking about this seal of ownership, he is talking about what in the Old Testament they knew as a signet ring. And what it, what it represented was ownership and full security. There was the backing of the owner, if the, of the king. If he was to put his, 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 uh, his ring, it would, he would impress it upon whatever they were using at the time, if it was clay or whatever type of uh, gluing they were using. He would put his signet ring, and that symbolized that he, that he was behind what was going to happen, what was taking place. So what Jesus is saying here is that he has set his seal of ownership. He has sealed us. The Greek word there has the idea of the signet ring, which means the backing of the owner. Back to the scripture here. And he has also said he has, he has put his spirit in our heart as a deposit, as a pledge. To, it's... Actually, the Greek word has, means earnest money. It is the deposit, is the down payment, which guarantees the balance. So when he puts the Holy Spirit in us, he's telling us there is the full security of the purchaser to fulfill the pledge of that which he has given us. So when he puts the Holy Spirit in us, that deposit is saying, listen, I am not just giving you that as it, it, is, it is a guarantee. It is a deposit on your future with me. This morning, I want you to understand that, that our initial position as a believer is this. We have the seal of ownership. We belong to Christ. The debt has been paid. We are released from sin in the, in the legal sense. But the Holy Spirit is the down payment, the promise of the full amount, guaranteeing the balance What the Bible talks about, the full measure of Christ. He has bought you, purchased you with His blood. You belong to Him. You're not a slave any longer, but you are a friend. Now I place my Holy Spirit in you as a seal, as a deposit, guaranteeing the salvation, the redemption that you're waiting on. We always have to interpret Scripture with Scripture. Ephesians 1.13. So that I don't want, we don't take an isolated Scripture and we go, well, we're going to base a doctrine upon that. We look at Scripture to back up Scripture. Ephesians 1.13. It says, And you were also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in Him with the same word, a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. So what I'm telling you this morning is this, when God puts His Holy Spirit in you, it is not just for you 
In, the, in one sense, because He places His Spirit upon you for others, He places His Spirit in you as a deposit, as a guarantee of the things to come. You are not on your own. You're not just flailing around out there. He says, listen, when I put my Holy Spirit in you, it means something. It's the same Greek word in both of those, those, those texts. So we've been marked, we've been sealed by the Holy Spirit. No one can take you from Christ. You are established in Him. But this is just the beginning. His Spirit in us, for us, His Spirit upon you for others. So walking in the Spirit, Galatians 5.16. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. See, here where we're talking about this Greek word, when he says walking around, he, he means walking in a complete circuit, comprehensively around, a full circle, all-encompassing. I want you to walk in a full and encompassing circle with the Spirit of God. Walk here means that you may sin, yes, but you don't walk in sin. You walk in the Spirit. See, there is a, a totality about what he's saying here. It is a complete, it's not just a tidbit, he's walking in the Spirit. It's that complete circle, that complete dependency, that complete obedience, that complete surrender. Moment by moment, initial prompting will guide us and direct us by the Holy Spirit working in our lives. He moves on in verse 17, he says, For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with one another, so that you are not able to do whatever you want. So Paul goes on and he says this, he says, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. The Greek word here carries with it the idea of walking in cadence with the Spirit of God. It is used five times in, in the New Testament, this word, and it's, used, it's translated, follow and walking orderly. See, we're not ahead, we're not behind. We're not to the right or to the left. We're actually walking in this, in this place. We're fully comprehended, fully surrounded by the Spirit of God. Walking in cadence, in step with, with what God is saying and doing in our lives. There is a place, I want you to know this morning, there is a place in the Spirit we can walk in harmony, in rhythm, in cadence with God. It is the rhythm of heaven. It is the Spirit is always in step with the will of God. We will have the mind of Christ if we do this. We will begin to have the same heart as God. The things that move Him will begin to move me. See, it's that song we sing sometimes, let the sound of heaven break out. See, we are, you can almost say we march to a different drum. Yes, we do. As Christians, there's a different cadence that we hear in the spirit realm. There is a different thing that we listen to. We're not just listening to the, what the world says. The drum beat that we listen to is the cadence of heaven. See, because I want the wisdom of Solomon. I want the fortitude of Noah. I want the courage of Joshua. I want the humility of Moses. I want the power of Elijah. I want the strength of a Samson. I want the heart of David. See, I, have the, the, I want my body, my mind, and my spirit come into alignment with the Spirit of God. See, our soul is the mind, will, and emotions. The soul is a great follower, but the soul is not a great leader. See, we cannot be led by our mind, will, and emotions. We have to be led by the Spirit of God. Our mind, will, and emotions, when they are leading, they will lead us astray. Some of you have been battling with that even this week. Those voices that the, the enemy's talking to you. I'm telling you this morning, what you've got to begin to do is tune your ear to the Spirit of God. Turn off the soul. Because it is going to lead you astray. 
See, the Bible, the Bible talks about it like this, and we see this, I almost, I see this, this Superman. Remember when, remember in the old, remember the old Superman would peel back his, his, his shirt, and, and, and all of a sudden, see, that's what, what, when we do that, when we peel that back, what they should see is the Spirit of God residing within us, the power of God residing within us that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or even imagine according to the power that is at work within us, the Bible says. That's what's within us. Now, do we go around and flash that around? Look at me. No. But we do. We walk with a power. We walk with humility and, and a, a gracefulness on the outside. But when inside of us, there is a powerful force that is at work that changes lives. Romans says it like this. It's a mindset. What is your mindset today? Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Desires. See, it's a mindset change that has to happen. See, the mind, in, in verse 6, he says, the mind is governed by the flesh, which is death. But the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. Verse 7, he goes on to say, because the mind set on the flesh is hostile towards God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. See, every day we must have the mindset what is, my, what is your mindset? I'm going to do as little as possible. I'm going to be as lazy as I can. I'm going to do as little as I can to get by. Or are you going to succeed? Or are you going to knock over everyone to get there? Or are you going to set your mind on the things above? Let your heart be set on the things that God has set for you. Choosing a mind sh- mindset of flesh is hostility towards God. Simply not choosing. I want you to know that today. Some of us today would go, well, I'm just simply not even choosing. I want you to know if you don't choose by default, you are choosing the way of the flesh. The first battle is in your mind. I choose not to look at that. I choose not to go that direction. I choose not to turn to the world. I choose to follow Him. I choose to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit every day, everything I do, every place I go. When this, what is the Spirit saying? Is He say to us, don't go there, don't do that. What do we do? If we walk in obedience to God, we'll find ourselves gravitating to the Spirit of God. But if we walk according to the flesh, we're going to find ourselves offending the Spirit of God, the very Spirit of God that we want to lead us. Your mindset will determine whether you will walk in the Spirit or in the flesh. You need to program your mind. I'm telling you this morning. You maybe have to stop watching some of the garbage that you watch on your TV. See, we'll watch stuff on TV before we go to bed, and then we think we're going to walk, wake up in the morning and think about God. It's not. It's the wrong mindset. Now, I'm not saying that everything on TV, you have to turn it, you have to get rid of the TV. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm telling you is, if the computer or your TV, or there's something that does that offends you, Jesus said it like this, pluck it out, cut it off, get rid of it. Starve it out of your life. Starve those things that are wrong. Starve that stronghold, whatever it may be. If you have a problem, men, with watching the wrong stuff on TV, have your wife take the the remote and let her program her her own uh, combo in it so that you can't get a hold of it. Starve the enemy out of your life. Meditate on the Word. Set your mind towards friendship with God. See, servants 
are task-oriented, but friends are relationship-oriented. Friends have a different motivation. Servants don't have inner access to the thoughts and the feelings of God. Lovers and workers. Lovers will get more done because they are of their motivation. Friendship so close to the heart of God. That's where God wants us. He's calling us to that place. Relationship with the Holy Spirit is huge for many Christians. Their identity is built on what they do to be accepted. I want you to understand this. You don't have to keep working at it because once God has done it for us, it is done. The rest of our life then becomes just this relationship with Him. See, I work not to, because of friendship, not to obtain it. I work because I'm a friend of God. We have become friends at salvation. Now I work not to obtain, but I work out of love, out of relationship, out of intimacy with God. I want to walk and live under the influence of the Holy Spirit, where He becomes my source, where He becomes my motivation, where He becomes my obsession. He is my everything. Everything I do is built out of this one thought. What would God say about this? What does the Holy Spirit want me to do in this situation? Proverbs 21.31 says, This is how we get ready. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. Today, I want you to know that this is, we get into position. Think about the football players. You know, when they go out for those passes, I've seen those at times. The quarterback's already throwing the ball, and the guy hasn't even made the turn yet. You want to know why? Because he knows the position he is supposed to be at at this particular time. And he makes the turn, and then there is the ball. See, that's what God wants us to do, is get ourselves in that position where it's not just a matter of, of doing it, but we get ourselves in a position where we go, okay, I know he's getting ready to do something right here. I know the ball is coming. So I get myself in that position where, God, you're about to do something. And I'm excited about what you're going to do in my midst. Amen. We get grateful that he allows us to be in the room when he shows up. We get grateful when he wins the battle and we just got to just stand by. Some some. Greg Hartzell calls it this. He says, it's called sweatless battling. I'll agree with that. Enable to me to walk in sync with the Spirit of God. Putting my best, getting myself in the best position for what God wants to do. I said this a couple weeks ago. See, we will, we will value the book that the New Testament church didn't have more than the Holy Spirit that they did have. See, some of us are, have more of a relationship with the Bible than the one who inspired it. Ooh. You hear what I'm saying there? See, we, some of us, we have all kinds of Bible studies. We use the Word of God to prove all these kinds of things. Some of us have Bible studies all week long, but yet we have no relationship with the one who authored it, with the one who inspired it. That's what God is calling us to do. It is the Spirit of God that brings this Word to life. The letter kills, but the Word of God, the Spirit of God brings it to life. I want a relationship with the one who wrote it, inspired it, brought it to life. He'll lead me, guide me through it. He teaches me. He reveals it to me. See, when you do that, you will reach more. You will touch more. You will heal more. You will affect more by intimacy with the King because of that relationship, by following the, the leading of the Holy Spirit. See, we may do some good things. We may do some good works for the Lord. But when the breath of God breathes down on our efforts, it brings life. It's empowered. It's illuminated. It's energized. 
See, I don't want to be in this room. I don't want to just preach to you a good sermon out of this book. What I want is I want the power of God to be behind it. I want the anointing of the Holy Spirit to bring it to life. When it penetrates past your mind and it gets deep down in here where it gets a hold of you and it says, I have to change. I have to be transformed. I need what that guy's got. I want the fire of God like he does. I want to stand around and burn like he does. The, the one man said it like one revivalist said this. You know what? You get so on fire for God, where all you'll do is burn. People will come for miles to watch you burn. I don't know if that's what you guys are doing. You're just coming in here to watch me flame up every week. <laughs> Walking in the Spirit means every minute, every hour. Walking in cadence, releasing our will with His. Some of us won't be healed, but that's okay. We stay with the mindset, I'm going to be healed. I'm going to walk in the power and the presence of God. I will work. I will lose. I will do everything it takes to get myself in position. Yielded, surrendered, relying, all, it's an all or nothing proposal. Walking in sync with the Spirit. See, I want you to think about this. We have phones today. That all you have to do is put your phone over next to the other phone. And they will sync up. They, this one will know everything that that one knows. What I want you to understand today is when you get close in close proximity to the Holy Spirit, you will begin to see things that you didn't see before. The Holy Spirit will begin to work in your life. But it is about proximity to Him. It is about being close to Him. It is about being as close as you can get to Him. That's what God's calling us to today. Amen. This morning as we close. I didn't even know I was there already. <laughs> God wants us to be synced up with Him. I say this when I pray. I say, Lord, body, line up with my mind. Mind, line up with my spirit. And spirit, line up with the Holy Spirit of God. Because He... Everything in this world is going to try to tug me and drag me away. And, and, and I'm going to tell you what, what happens. The Bible says, it says in Galatians, it says, what, what operates in the flesh is contrary to the spirit. What operates in the flesh is contrary to God. I have to be drawn. I have to sync myself up with him every single day. What are you talking about, Kate? I'm saying, Greg, I'm telling you guys. We have to get alone with God. We need, I, I'm not telling you a time doesn't have to be an hour. It may be just 20 minutes before you go to bed. But you need to sync yourself up with the Spirit of God. All your problems, all the struggles of life, when you get alone with God in that secret place. If, if you guys got a lot of kids, that's okay. Find yourself a closet where you can crawl in there and, and it can be dark. And you can even put a, I've done this at times. I put a blanket over me just so I can get alone with God. I want to be alone with you, God. I need to line up because I can see that everything else is shaking but when I get lined up with you everything comes into peaceful mm, God wants that for all of us he wants you to walk in that he wants you to get so close the closer we get the proximity to him the proximity to his Holy Spirit he begins to download everything into us mm. I want you to know this morning there are times when I have altar calls but I want you to know that this altar is always open. If you come in and the Spirit of God, the power of God is just 
drawing you that you say, you know, I've got to get to that altar this morning. I've got to make things right with him. I need to, to make that situation in my life. I've got to get, I've got to get in sync with God. I want you to know there is not a, a Sunday morning that goes by that if you come to this altar, I won't be here with you praying. It is always open. The reason I don't just give an altar call every week and say, okay, come to the Lord, because I believe that the salvation experience is just that, is an experience. It is not a one-time sprinkling. It is not a one-time baptism. It is a constant being baptized, immersed, getting close to Him, pursuing God with all my heart and mind. That's what Jesus said. Somebody shared that with me this week. They said, didn't Jesus say, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind? If you've got to get into this place right here to get recalibrated, to get synced up, then I say, run to that altar if you need to. Don't ever hold back because you do not know what's out those doors. We have no promise of tomorrow. But I don't want to give you a message that, oh, I'm going to scare you because you go out the door and maybe you're going to die in a car accident. No, I don't want, I don't want that emotion. I want it to be where you, go, you come to this altar you because you know what? You know you need to be there. You know God is working in your life. And you feel that tug of the Holy Spirit, that anointing of the Holy Spirit has turned you to it in a different direction. That's what I'm talking about. Let's all stand. Old things have passed your love has stayed the same. Your constant grace hangs the cornerstone. Things that we
Heavenly Father, this morning we just thank you. We thank you for your grace that empowers us to walk in sync with the Spirit of God. Lord, I pray that all of us this morning bring our lives into alignment, recalibrate us into alignment with the Spirit of God, I pray. Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit lead our path. Let us walk in cadence with the Spirit of God, with heaven today, I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.